0: Welcome back to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Wow, it's been a long time since we said that. I'm your host, Rylan Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter, at Rylan underscore Stiles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. Yes, if you follow this podcast, we have been out of commission for a couple of weeks here, and a lot has transpired in Chiefs Kingdom since that time. There should be no time off from a Chiefs podcast, especially in the year. We haven't had a podcast since the Lions game. uh, That was immediately following that Lions game. was the last time I had a show. Frankly, because I'm still in college. I have two jobs. (laughs) I have a very busy schedule. Although, those last few weeks should be the last time that we miss a show from here on out. Today's episode is going to be a bit shorter. Now, if you listen to the podcast... You know, throughout its entirety of its creation, you will know every time that I say it's going to be a quick podcast, it's in fact very long. But I think this one will truly be a quick podcast. Again, I'm Rylan Styles, and again, you can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore And throughout the weeks, you can send me your questions and also your NFL and Chiefs opinions. And I'll take your opinions and I'll tell you if I agree or disagree with you in ruling on the field. On today's show, let's talk about Andy Reid and the quarterback sneak. Let's talk about Patrick Mahomes being an absolute freak of nature. Let's talk about the confidence level in Matt Moore, the Packers game, and much more. And also, of course, give the NFL picks. So let's go back to the Denver game last week. I heard the news In a press box in Stillwater, Oklahoma, that's where I heard the news that Patrick Mahomes, our Lord and Savior, had possibly been lost for the season, had possibly ended his season running a quarterback sneak with two bum ankles. That's where I was. I was calling a high school football game for the Oklahoma Sports Network. I was watching Gunnar Gundy's. Lights out Stillwater offense, for those of you who follow the Oklahoma High School football circuit, which I imagine is maybe one or two of you, if at all. And I looked at my phone during halftime of our game. And right then, Patrick Mahomes was being carried off the field, limping his way off the field with a dislocated kneecap. And the first topic on today's show is going to be just that. Was it Andy Reid's fault that Mahomes was injured? Should he have called that play? There's been many opinions around this. And this is a topic in which I cannot begrudge either side. This is a topic that I don't think has a right or wrong answer. I was talking to one of my co-workers and they said, Hey, as a coach, I know that Andy Reid was in a situation or he's going to get ridiculed if he does, or if he doesn't. If he does run a quarterback sneak and Mahomes gets gets hurt, he'll be ridiculed, like he like he has been. If he doesn't run a quarterback sneak and they hand it off to Damian Williams and Williams gets stuffed, he'll be ridiculed. So there's no winning for Andy Reid, and that's the nature of the beast in the NFL. Let's be let's be real. Andy Reid, when he runs a quarterback sneak and it works, great. That's fine. No one's going to applaud that. It's a great call. They might say it's the right call, but they'll never say it's a great masterful call because it's a quarterback sneak. But if you fail to get a halfback dive, you know, if you fail to get an inch on the halfback dive, then people are saying, well, why didn't you sneak the football? And then if you sneak the football and get it, but your quarterback gets hurt, now you're at the height of outrage, especially when it's a franchise quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. No offense to Kyle Allen or or Gardner Minshew or any of the other backups playing Mason Rudolph. If they get hurt, it sucks. You don't want anyone to get hurt whenever you're watching a football game. No one is hoping for that to happen. But the outrage isn't there. It just It's just football. It happens. When a franchise quarterback, a savior of a franchise, a savior of a city gets hurt, there's massive outrage. And now, let's walk you through my opinion of this. I, when I first saw the news, again, in a Stillwater Press box in Oklahoma, I was outraged. How can you run a quarterback sneak with Patrick Mahomes, who you know, who you know has two bum ankles? How? How can that be your decision to run a quarterback sneak? And I get it. It wasn't his ankles. I, I totally understand that. You don't have to tell me. I'm I, I'm no doctor, but I know where the knee's at and I know where the ankles at. Okay, so you can just cool it on the Twitter machine right now. Adding me on Twitter again, Ryland underscore Styles. That it was his knee. I get it. Okay. But the whole concept concept excuse me of a quarterback sneak is for your quarterback to get under center who, by the way, is a part of the offensive line, who, by the way, collectively probably weighs as much as a truck, collectively, go underneath them and fall under your own offensive line, who's also having to push the defensive line, who, again, collectively, probably weighs as much as a truck. That's the whole goal, is to have your quarterback get those men to fall on him. To put him in a situation like that against Denver... On Thursday night, after a quick recovery from his ankle injury, against a team who, throughout the course of a game, you should find a way to beat. You should find a way to beat Denver. They're not that good. It was just stupid to me. It was just stupid to me. But again, if you didn't know, I work in the athletic department in Lotton, Oklahoma, but One of my colleagues who happens to be a coach was telling me and explaining the coaches side of things, and I get that too. I get that Andy Reid, in a football sense, made the right decision. In a football sense, you run a quarterback sneak. It's the quickest, most efficient route to a first down. You only need to win off the ball. That's it. You need an initial push off the ball, and you can get that first down. On a halfback dive... You not only need to win off the ball, but you need to drive them backwards and hold your block for enough time for Patrick Mahomes to snap the football, turn around, hand it off, and then for Damian Williams to take the football, tuck the football, run the football. That's a lot longer route to an inch than a quarterback sneak. So from a fundamental standpoint, I understand that the quarterback sneak was the right play call. Play call. But it's again the fact that you should still beat Denver even if that first down is not made, and Mahomes is not playing healthy. It could have easily been a story of an offensive lineman stepping on his ankle again, a defensive lineman laying on his ankle again. It could easily be those two things. Instead, it was a, dis- a dislocated ankle. I mean, excuse me, a dislocated knee, a freak accident, and somehow Patrick Mahomes is an Iron Man. But we'll get to that in a second. So again. Like I said at the top of this segment, I get both sides. Be as mad as you want to about Andy Reid. How could you not protect Patrick Mahomes any better than this? How can you play in that situation whenever he's already hurt? I also get it if you're saying, hey, look, if he gets the first down and he doesn't get hurt, everyone's applauding that play call because they are. They really are. So you can take any side that you want. And I think that the side you take really just is a lot about you as a person. You're either a glass half full person or a glass half empty person. There's no right or wrong answer. There's no right or wrong way to be a person. So again, the first time I saw the news, I was enraged with why on earth would you put him in that spot? With time to reflect and cool down, I'm more in the middle. Would, Would I have done that? Now, this is not hindsight. Would I have done that? No. Again, as I said and have been consistent with throughout this segment, if they don't get that first down with Damian Williams or whoever they want to put at running back, or even Anthony Sherman, who, by the way, is a part of this story because you keep a fullback on this roster when most teams don't anymore, and it's one of the best fullbacks left in the league. He can't get you an inch. If you're going to do all that, I would not have risked it. Especially not against Denver in a critical part of the season, yes, because you want to get back on that winning side, but again, against a team who you're going to outlast. You're simply better than. You're going to outlast. The game is going to even out. It's going to even out. So I understand both sides of the argument. You can let me know how you feel if you were mad at Andy Reid, if you were just sad and didn't really care. You weren't really mad at anyone. It was just an accident. It was a freak play. But now let's talk about how Patrick Mahomes responded to that injury. Because it was honestly a thing of beauty. Again, I didn't get to see this part until Friday. Because we had the game on Thursday. Uh, opposite of the Chiefs-Broncos game. I had to drive back from Stillwater for over two hours. So did not get me started on that. But... Friday, with the mindset of, okay, Mahomes is going to go down any second now, because I didn't quite know what the you know scoreboard and game clock situation was, so I knew it was going to happen. I didn't quite know when. Anyway, when it happened, when it happened, the first thing I thought was what a leader, and that shows me that Patrick Mahomes has Michael Jordan... Kobe Bryant, Tom Brady, has all of those guys' mentality. To this point, he's just been a great ball player, and that's perfectly fine. He's been a great ball player. He hasn't shown that crazy, as Ron Hughley calls it on 610 Sports Radio, he hasn't shown that crazy, hyper-focused, hyper-intense, maniac style, I want to win this game. Does he like winning? Yes. Is he an amazing player who... I have quite frankly never seen a player do what Patrick Mahomes does and who I have already called on this very podcast the best quarterback of all time. Yes. But you didn't know for sure if he had that mentality, if he had that mom mentality, that Killers mentality, whatever you want to call it, if he had it. Waving off the cart, waving off the cart, not getting in it, staying up on his own feet, walking off that field rallying his teammates as if he was going to be okay to come back to that game. And then after the game, not saying, hey, go win these next few games for me. Saying, we're going to take care of business. I'm all right. We've got this. I'm going to be here. When again, it looked like his season was over. The players were distraught on the sidelines. They were distraught on the field. Nobody pulled it together in the moment. While Mahomes was laying on the ground, I mean, that's the moment. Mahomes laying on the ground, no one had it together, no one. Not Travis Kelsey, not Tyreek Hill, who threw his helmet down. No one had any composure about themselves, and I don't blame them. I'm not ridiculing them, I'm I'm just saying they didn't. Mahomes, to see that, pop his knee in place, wave off the cart, and rally the troops, was that moment that told me he's got that mentality of a champion. And after I watched the game, I did listen to Show and Vern on 610 Sports Radio, and Ron Hughley echoed what I just said. I guess since I'm saying it second on a podcast, I've echoed him. But I said it in the moment watching the game, and then he also agreed with me, I guess. So anyway, it's something that I think a lot of people realized last Thursday. Because again, to that point, you knew he was a great quarterback. You knew he had the capabilities of winning football games. You knew those two things but you didn't know his mindset, and his mindset was on display, and it was incredible. And so that brings us to today. Right now, I'm recording this podcast at 4.15 on October 24th, Thursday, before the Packers game. And Mahomes has just practiced for the second straight day. The second straight day he's practiced. How? When every projection... Had him out for either the season, three to six weeks, a minimum of three weeks. The projections have been all over the board, but he's practicing. Now, what is he doing in practice? We don't know. If I had to guess, he's handing the ball off left and right, kind of getting getting his body loose a little bit, and that's it. Wednesday, he was the fourth quarterback to take the drills behind Moore. Kyle Schumer, Shermer, Henny, and then him. So you had Moore, Schumer, Henny, Mahomes. Today, he was the second quarterback to take snaps in the drills behind just Moore. Does it mean he's going to play? No. I don't think that he will play. I was firmly. In the no category yesterday. Again, I was working yesterday and we saw the news, my co-workers and I. And everyone kept saying, do you think he's going to play? Do you think he's going to play? No. I was firmly no. There's no way he plays. They're doing this to fake out Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFleur, and the Green Bay Packers. That's the only reason that Mahomes is out there. And now we're getting to today. I still feel like it's a no. I still feel like there's no way Mahomes plays. But, I'm a little bit less sure after the practice report today. A little bit less sure. But, again, I'm still rolling with more. And the reason being is, I'm not risking Mahomes for one primetime game. Now, the NFL, Roger Goodell, and everyone in the business side of the NFL league as a whole wants Mahomes to play desperately. Desperately. Because we talked about it on this podcast, and it's been talked about all over NFL media. This was the game Sunday night. Green Bay coming to Arrowhead. Aaron Rodgers versus Mahomes. This was the game you circled. I don't care if you're a Packers fan, a Chiefs fan, a Cowboys fan, a Jaguars fan, a Lions fan. This was the game... Everyone collectively circled to watch. I predicted it would be the, the the second highest rated game behind the Super Bowl. And now, a week out, it got the sting taken out of it because Mahomes was hurt. And now instead of Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes for the first time, and also possibly the last time, we don't know how these things are going to shake out. Instead, it's Aaron Rodgers and Matt Moore. So NBC and the NFL desperately want Mahomes to play. I don't think you will. And if you follow me on Twitter, again, at Ryland underscore Stiles, at R-Y-L-A-N underscore s t you'll know I've been calling for him to sit for a very long time. Before the Broncos game, I said, don't play him. I said, just don't play him. He's been hurt in every single game this season. Do not play him against the Broncos. They played him, he got hurt. Anyway, I'm taking it very slow with Mahomes because you look at this division. You look at this division right now, I don't care about the number one, number two seed anymore because if this team is fully healthy, they can win any football game. You look at this division, the Raiders, you've already beat them once. You should have Mahomes back for that second matchup in Arrowhead, by the way. You've taken care of the Raiders head-to-head. The Broncos. You just took care of the Broncos at home again. You should have Mahomes back for the meeting at Arrowhead. And again, they're not a good football team. And then the Chargers are a complete mess. And they've buried themselves with bad, bad, bad losses. They've buried themselves. The Chiefs are going to win this division. And I don't care what the record is. They're going to win the division and they're going to get to the playoffs. And when you're in the playoffs, for any team, anything can happen. When you're in the playoffs with the Chiefs, and you have Mahomes, and he's healthy, you can win any matchup. No if you might if you've got to run from the wild card to the Super Bowl, the division round to the Super Bowl, whatever you have to do, you can do it. So given the fact that Andy Reid has success with backup quarterbacks, I would trust Matt Moore to play this stretch of games before the bye week. You have the Packers, the Vikings, the Titans, and the Chargers. Let's take that game by game. Sunday's going to be a loss. The Packers have a very good defense. And Aaron Rodgers is back to his MVP caliber ways. If you listen to this podcast, you'll know I hate Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins is awful. I think he's a dreadful quarterback. I think he's the most overpaid, overrated quarterback in the NFL. Matt Moore, at home, with this system and this coach, can beat Kirk Cousins. You go on the road and play Tennessee the next week... He can split those two games. If he can't beat Kirk Cousins, if you think that Kirk Cousins is some good quarterback, he can beat either Ryan Tannehill or Marcus Mariota, whoever they're playing. think they're going to stick with Tannehill, but I don't know that for sure. And then you got the Chargers, again, who are an absolute mess. And by that time, you should have Mahomes back healthy. So why risk it? Why risk it? Because, again, we've seen this team with Mahomes, okay? On uh, Mahomes, by the way, who has has not been 100% since week one, and even in week one, got a little bit banged up. They haven't exactly won tough games outright. I mean, they blew a game to the Texans. They lost a game to the Colts. It's no sure thing that Mahomes even wins against the Packers. Now, it's a sure thing he beats Kirk Cousins. It's a sure thing he beats Ryan Tannehill. It's a sure thing he beats Phillip Rivers. But in this Sunday's game... There's no sure thing. Even if Mahomes was playing, it would be a game in which I would call a toss-up. And in fact, I was fully prepared last week to pick the Packers. So what is the point of rushing him back? If the result will probably be the same. In fact, we've seen Kyle Allen, Gardner Minshew, have success in their first few starts after coming in for an injured quarterback. We've seen that. So what if veteran Matt Moore can catch him by surprise in Andy Reid's system, which has seen Kevin Cobb and the likes of who knows what quarterbacks he's drug out of the dumpster and and, and put out there. I mean, we can go down the list if you want to, but Kevin Cobb's a a great example. I also say that because I can't think of the names of the other guys, but there have been other guys, but Kevin Cobb's the one that sticks out in my head. Anyway... I just wouldn't risk Mahomes playing at all. I wouldn't. So my confidence level in Matt Moore is higher than you think because Andy Reid has a track record of doing it, and he's not going to lose you the game. He's not going to lose you the game. That's one thing about him. If he plays where right, I, he makes the right reads, he can win just by the sheer talent that, that the Chiefs have, the, the sheer firepower that the Chiefs have. So in this game, the Chiefs open at minus four. The Packers are now favored by three and a half. And I'm going to take that line, Packers, minus three and a half. So, enough about the Chiefs right now. And let's move into your questions. We actually have one question this week. You guys got to do a better job. All right. Andy Reese is up there at the podium every week. He says he has to do a better job. I'm saying you guys have to do a better job and ask more questions and send in your hot takes to at RylandStyles on Twitter. If you don't have a Twitter, make one, please. Now, for the question. Kaylin asks at Kaylin Wayne on Twitter. So you even get a shout out. If he, if he has a question, you even get a shout out on Twitter. How about that? So Kaylin Wayne asks, well, he says, I'm glad that the podcast is back. Thank you so much for listening. We're glad to. How do you feel about the defense against Denver? Is it indicative of progress that the defense has made or just an ability to take an advantage of a one-dimensional offense? A little bit of both. I mean, it sounds like a cop-out, but a little bit of both. Now, Just by playing in this system, you know, for a longer period of time, by week 7 under a new defensive coordinator, you should feel better and more comfortable in it than you were week 1. So that's progress in its own right. You also played against a god-awful offense and a god-awful quarterback in Joe Flacco. So, I'm not ready to crown this defense as back, to crown this defense as improved, to crown this defense as good, to even crown this defense as above average, or even slightly below average, to me, they're still not a good defense. They've got to prove it against a more quality competition. Now, here comes the, the other side of that coin. This week, I don't count anything. If they go get carved up against Aaron Rodgers, I'm not going to come on here Sunday night and start screaming about how bad the defense is. It's Aaron Bleepin Rodgers. Okay, so I'm not going to count that against them. Now, if they shut down Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to be thrilled. But you've you've got to take what's in front of you and then analyze it from a standpoint of why did this happen? So for the defense, I don't think that they magically got a lot better. The nine sacks, the great performance we saw, they didn't just magically become great defenders overnight. Traverius Ward didn't wake up and decide that he's going to be Stephon Gilmore from now on. Reggie Ragland didn't wake up and decide he's going to be Darius Leonard from now on. What I think happened is, as you're saying, the offense is terrible. It's one-dimensional. It's Joe Flacco. It's Denver. It's yuck. And a boost from Mahomes. I believe it was Rex Ryan and Teddy Bruschi, but I could be wrong. I don't really watch ESPN anymore. ESPN's kind of just... The lowest rung of sports media that you can get in terms of content. Obviously, they're still king in live sporting events. They still have the most and the best sporting events. But in terms of content and, and shows, they're now the lowest rung of sports media that you can get. So I don't watch them that much. Now, I saw a clip, though, roaming around on Twitter and whatnot, that either Rex Ryan, Teddy Bruski, someone in their NFL coverage said that defense is going to play better without Mahomes. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't think I agree with that at all. I think in this game, though, against Denver, they did have a boost. Let's win one for the Gipper. Let's win one for Mahomes. Let's do this for Mahomes, who's bailed this out time and time and time again. We're going to bail out that offense. Now, can that momentum carry into this week and next week and the week after? Sure, it could. It very well could. But I think that that emotional boost was enough for last week. It was enough. And they did look good. I've been criticized by some of you absolute homers out there that I'm too negative on the defense. Fair, I guess. But, so they look good against Denver, but I don't think that this is indicative of of tremendous progress or development by any means. Let's see how they look against the Packers. Again, if the numbers look terrible, I'm fine with that. I expect the numbers to look terrible. I mean how they how they literally look. How do they pass the eye test of the Packers? Are they getting beat by just masterful plays by Aaron Rodgers, who just is poetically throwing the football and threading the needle? Or are they getting beat by an Aaron Rodgers who's throwing to a guy who's uncovered for 15 yards? How does that look? So I want to see the defense improve in that way. So... Hope that answers your question, Kalen. Thank you for asking it. Hope you're asking it again next week. Not the same question, but a different one, obviously. Now, we're at the 26-minute mark. I told you to be a fast one, so let's get into the NFL picks. If you didn't catch it, I'm picking the Packers minus 3.5. I'd stay away from this game, but I'm picking the Packers minus 3.5. Tonight, Washington travels to take on Kirk Cousins. I'm picking the Vikings to win outright. Yes, I know. I'm picking Kirk Cousins. I'm picking the Vikings to win outright, but I'm picking the Redskins to cover 16 and a half. I like that line for them. It's a short week. Minnesota's without Adam Thielen. I like that line a lot. Broncos at Colts starting on Sunday. Colts minus five and a half. Give me the Colts, I'll lay the five and a half. Cardinals at Saints. Saints, who knows if Drew Brees will play or not? I would not play Drew Brees. I think that Teddy Bridgewater is more than capable of handling the Arizona Cardinals. Saints are favored by 10.5. I'd stay away from this 10.5 line, but if I had to pick one, not only will the Saints win outright, they'll cover the spread. Chargers at Bears, again, another stay-away game because the, the Chargers are prone for close games, and I can't trust that Bears offense. I do like the Bears to win outright at home, and if I had to pick one, I'm going Bears minus four. Jets at Jaguars, Jaguars minus six and a half at home. I'm taking the Jaguars and Gardner Minshew. Bengals at Rams, Rams minus thirteen. Give me the Rams. I'll lay the points. Giants at Lions. The Lions are a good football team. They're a very good football team. Their record does not indicate how good they are. Should it beat the Chiefs? Should it beat the Packers? That's two quality ones that they should have, have should have had. So give me the uh, give me the Lions minus seven. Uh, give me the uh next game up is the Buccaneers at Titans. Titans minus two and a half. I'll take the Titans. Again, Ryan Tannehill looked really good last week. You know, by his standards. I don't believe in the Bucks. They've been up and down all year long. Eagles at Bills. The Eagles are the most disappointing team in football this year. They are. I pick them. I pick them to go to the Super Bowl. I picked them to beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I picked them to be a very good football team. They haven't been so far this year. They haven't at all. But they are a one and a half point dog against the Bills. And I cannot help it but against Josh Allen. I cannot help it. I have to bet against Josh Allen. I don't believe in the Bills whatsoever. Eagles plus one and a half. Panthers at 49ers. Panthers are a five and a half point dog. I don't believe in Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't believe that this team, the 49ers, are what they've shown on paper, what they've shown this season so far. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Give me Kyle Allen on the road in San Fran, plus five and a half. Oakland traveling to Houston. Oakland's an up and down team again. You can see you can see signs that they're going that they're improving. You can see signs that they're developing, but they're not quite there yet. I'll take Deshaun Watson. I'll take the minus six and a half for Houston. And here we go. Again, for you long-time listeners of the Aero Podcast, for you listeners who listen all the time, you know what I'm about to do. Yes, it's the Browns. And they're playing the Patriots at New England, by the way. The Browns at Patriots. Browns coming off a of bye week. Surely to goodness. I'm not sticking with Baker Mayfield. I'm not sticking with the hype train of Cleveland. Surely to goodness I'm not. You'd be wrong. Browns plus 13, give it to me right now. I think that the Patriots are a product of who they have played so far. They really haven't played a good team so far at all. That defense is not as good as it looks like it is on paper. I'm a firm believer in that. Look at these offenses. Steelers bad offense. Miami dreadful offense. Jets terrible offense. Bills god awful offense. Redskins god awful offense. Giants Danny Dimes is terrible, put up 14 points. Jets god awful offense. And now you get to Cleveland. Who again hasn't been the best offense at all. But I think that they've got to turn around. They've had they have too much talent. To not turn this around. So give me Cleveland. I'll take Cleveland plus 13 in this one. And then finally on Monday night. The worst Monday night game ever. Which I think that we say every week every year. But Miami traveling to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh minus 14. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers to win the game. But uh, that 14 is so odd. Because I don't really trust the Steelers to blow anybody. But it is the Dolphins after all. Give me the Steelers minus 14. So that's it for today. That's all the content we have from the Chiefs side of things. Again, we'll have a rapid reaction show after the game on Sunday. And then we're going to be back to our normal two shows a week and back in the groove of things after that. I apologize for missing podcasts throughout these these last couple of weeks. I mean, Uh, again, just been hectic. Really hectic at work and school and whatnot. So anyway, thank you all for returning and listening. Thank you if you're a new listener who just found the show. I appreciate you as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. You can follow the site that this podcast is affiliated with at airhodac.com. And we appreciate you reading, subscribing, doing everything that you do to make our site and this podcast a great one. I hope it's a great one anyway. So enjoy Kansas Hoops if you're a Kansas fan. They start their exhibition slate tonight against Fort Hayes. That'll be a fun watch. Enjoy the NBA if you're an NBA fan. A lot of good games on tonight as well. And if you're just a strictly NFL fan, don't enjoy this matchup. It's going to be terrible. I was trying to find a way to spin this into a positive. You know, Case Keenum taking on his old team. Kirk Cousins taking on his own team. His old team. Can't do it. Dreadful matchup. Why the Redskins get put on prime time, time and time again, I don't know. Dreadful franchise of the Redskins. Dreadful quarterback, Kirk Cousins is. God-awful quarterback, Case Keenum is. That's pretty much all I got. Thank you again for listening. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Stiles. at R-Y-L-A-N underscore C-I-L-A-S. Tell me that you like about the show, what you don't like about the show. Subscribe, rate, review, and all that fun stuff. I'm pumped to be back. I'll see you guys on Sunday night after the Packers game. Be good, and be good to one another. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quitgranger.com or just stop by. Grainger, for the ones who get it done.